Welcome to episode 76 of the Daniel Yoris podcast with today's guest, Dean Guido. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Joined here today by Dean Guido. Dean, thanks for being here, man. No problem. I was, uh, we, you actually did the intro since we were just talking about podcasting prior to this, that it was actually way better to just do like a silence break to get the audio out. Like it's way, like we would just start and then I'd have to go edit all this stuff out. And like, I, you obviously have it down, which is kind of cool. <laughs> I appreciate so, that. Yeah. I, I, I learned that. I learned that one the hard way too. It's like, I would just start it and then it's like, Oh, I need to get like a little silence to, to use the, the background noise remover. But then I wouldn't have that because we'd both be talking the whole rest of the way. Yeah. And like so, we, I, I actually used to do the background noise remover and then I stopped because it was too much work, but the, it, it would be way easier if I just did 10 second break. So yeah. thanks for that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do it, but like, I, I wish I would have did it in the past. <laughs> Could have, could have, should have, would have, but we, we all keep, yeah. we all keep learning and getting better. Before, before we get too much into it, obviously, you know, you're, you're new, not new to podcasts, but let people know who you are and what it is that you do. Hey, yeah. So I'm Dean Guido. I don't know what I'd classify. I guess I would like, I'm, I'm a nutrition coach now, but I've kind of, I've kind of tried to condense it down to, I want to say 15 seconds. So I was an ex college athlete. So I played football in Canada, ex teacher. I need to stay in school longer to play football longer. So I got another degree in, in, in teaching and then I taught and then I was like, I like teaching, but I like the gym more. And so then I became a trainer and like, so I transitioned somewhere after like four years of teaching. And then I, I got full really fast at a private gym. And then kind of with that started my own gym and then with COVID closed that gym all while kind of taking on new nutrition clients along the way and then transferring completely online. Um, so now I do full-time online nutrition. So ex, ex college athlete, ex teacher, ex gym owner, <laughs> personal trainer. Now fully online as a nutrition coach who talks you, about you, walking you, online. Now. <laughs> hey, yes, exactly. Do, do you really feel that you're an ex, all those things? Cause you still do all those things. You're still teaching, maybe not be teaching students in a classroom, but you're still teaching yeah. just nutrition. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of how I try to rationalize in my head when I was like, I like teaching. Actually, I like coaching. So like I wanted to coach football. And then I realized in Canada, at least you can't get paid to coach <laughs> and coaching high school was my way of getting a job. And so anyways, it, and you don't get paid for it. So you just end up working two full-time jobs as a high school head coach and teacher. And so, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I should just teach lifting. And then I taught lifting and then I stopped liking lifting because I was coaching lifting. So I was like, I'll do nutrition because I, I don't love nutrition, but I love the impact it has, but it's not like going to take my joy away from food. So um, yeah, I, I would say hundred percent. I'm still a teacher at heart, um, but I don't like, like, that's the easy answer, but like, I, I do, I, I would say coaching. I, I like coaching more. Teaching was like my inroad to coaching. And then, I, yeah. How do, how do you differentiate those two terms, teaching and coaching? Coaching was like, you're going to win. And so like in teaching, you're like educating and like, I guess like with nutrition, I guess you're educating, but like, I like, like the win, like I like people to be successful with that. And so I don't know, it's, it's probably just more of coaching is things I like where teaching was kind of, you might get a good job teaching stuff you like. And so then you're coaching people, but the odds are, I don't know how it is where you're from being Canada. Like you just need a job. So you, I was coaching or coaching, I was teaching like, like grade four, <laughs> like I wanted to teach sport performance and I ended up having a job later that had that. But again, it's not, it's not fun teaching. Um, it's not, it's fun, but. I don't know. Like you're teaching it's not the same. like what's two plus two is four. Like that's, that gets old real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jamie took my notebook and pencil and now I'm sad. And so that's actually what teaching is. So I don't it's, have to deal with that. Now I just, people get sad because they're like, you tell, I have to tell them to pack their lunch 
And so I guess, you know what? I'm actually still in grade four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you, when you break it down that way, like it becomes very simple, yeah. like nutrition wise, right? It's for yeah. most people, they don't need like the high levels of like, well, you need this exact amount of this micronutrient and this timing of this drink yeah. and this food. It's like, okay, well stop eating chips. Like that's step number one, you know? <laughs> Now I'm like sad because now I just realized like you asked me that question and I wanted to have a good answer. And now I realize I'm still like kind of teaching grade four because that's the level in which is effective a lot of times. <laughs> but, but that brings up a good point, though, is that the basics are usually the biggest needle movers and the most important yeah. things that people are not doing. Like one thing, you know, all of your social media posts basically are about like go for a walk in different ways, which yeah. I think is fantastic. And as like as maybe people might say, like, oh, my God. Okay, I get it. Go for a walk, but but you're still not doing it, and so yeah. like do that, do that first, and then worry about all the other stuff, right? It's like we got to get these basics down. Well, they ha- I get that a lot. Like 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 yeah, you're just saying go for a walk, and and then like people will kind of echo it, and be like yeah, they say go for a walk, and I'm like we're not even talking about the same thing. Like I'm talking about walking because it's kind of like an Instagram message to kind of combat all like the really contextual super intellectual stuff. I'm like maybe it's just easy to go for a walk, but like when I'm talking about going for a walk, it's not like a ten minute walk at lunch like the whole thing is like you actually need to move a lot more than you're doing because the, the the outlook isn't good for America and you're probably needing to walk three times more than you're currently walking. <laughs> and so like, I don't get that deep into it because it's like messaging wise, I just want it to like walk more, but like I'll get people like pick it apart. I'm like, we're not even talking about the same thing. You're talking about like getting 200 more steps. I'm talking about like 8,000 more steps. <laughs> Yeah. People, people certainly don't move a lot and they love to nitpick. And I'm sure, do you get this question a lot where it's like, well, how many steps should I get? And it's like, yeah. that's not, that's not even the right question. The, the, yeah, the answer like you're is, not even is more the, than whatever you're getting. I kind of like, and I like being a dick on social media sort of, mm-hmm. cause it's kind of funny, but like, I'll get that question. And I know I shouldn't be like that, but like, I'll, I put it in my, like one of my posts, I was like, if you have to ask how many more steps you're getting, like, you, like it was kind of like a reference to fight club. I'm like, you're at, like, it, like, it's wrong. And so like the answer is more. And so it, it's more of like, yeah, like fundamentally you're not even close. And like, if you're asking that question, you aren't tracking it. So I would guess you're probably not walking that much because the people who walk a lot, like they don't ask that question because they're not even looking at my stuff because they're actually like so active that they're too busy to be doing that shit. And so usually if they're asking a question, it's probably a lot more. And I don't like to like lead with that because then they're like, well, should I get 10,000 or 12,000? Like, I don't know. Like you're probably getting 2000 steps a day. So honestly, 4,000 is better than 2000 at this point. Like just do more. And then, then you can ask me later, like when you actually have data, because sure. I think it like, I think when you give them a simple answer like that, it gets them stuck into like, well, this guy said it's 10,000 steps when really it's kind of like, there's a lot of factors that go into it probably should start, like you said, with the basics and the basics isn't 10,000 steps. It's like figure out how much you're doing and probably figure out how to do more, which people don't like that answer. They want the simple answer, but the simple answer is probably, they're not going to do it. If I give them 10,000 steps, they're going to do it for a week and stop. So right. it's, it's hard. It's like telling someone just what, just the answer to the test, but not teaching yeah. them how to like, how to yeah. get there. Like 8,000 steps doesn't really mean anything. Your body doesn't know. There's not like an internal pedometer that's like counting. And it's like, okay, 8,000 steps. We'll be skinny now. Like it doesn't work like that. It just knows that you're expending energy. So more is better to a degree. Like I said, when I, so I went to Canmore this weekend. So Canmore's in the mountains. It's by Banff. Um, I'm four hours away. Anyways, point is like I was tracking steps because I had my counter, but like I was at 20,000 steps. I knew I was at like over 15,000 steps because I was beat. We were busy all day. It was like, I was out hiking and stuff. And like, I felt like I did a lot And like, 
go figure. I did a lot. Like it's, 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 I didn't have to ask that question. Cause I was like, I'm, I'm spent. But when I put like someone at, like, I actually, I don't get in arguments all the time, but like, there's people like, well, they'll ask me like how many steps and I'll lay it out. I'm like, well, you should probably get 12,000 steps. Like that's my go-to answer. Cause I think it's more than 10, it's three times more than what most people are doing. And it's hard to do. Like if I was to coach someone and they're like, what's the number one step count I should get? I would probably say 12,000. And then like, I'll get pushed back to be like, well, that's ridiculous. That's like four hours of walking. Like we fucking asked (laughs) statistically, like people who get this much more movement, especially like observationally with high flux and the stuff that I do, it's like most of them are at 12,000 plus if they're if they're maintaining like, like a lot of them over 50 pounds of weight loss, like it's not easy. So if you want, if you want the real answer, it's a lot more than you think. And I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear, which is like 8,000 steps. <laughs> and so really people ask that they just want you to tell them what they want to hear. And I just refuse to do that. So usually I just say more. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed this thing happening over the last little while on social media and just, you know, talking to people in real life where we, we kind of set these goals that are like very achievable and almost too mm. achievable to the point where they don't really accomplish what we want them to do. So yeah. we, you know, it used to be 10,000 steps. It used to be the thing. And now people are like, Oh, you know, aim for six to 8,000 steps. Like yeah. six to 8,000 steps is like, you know, a morning for some people. That's not yeah. really that, that, that difficult to achieve. And it's not going to make, you know, it's not really going to move the needle in your life all that much. Maybe if your current step count is like 1500 steps a day, yeah, of course it's going to make a difference, but aim a little higher. Well, that's where like, so they had that, the, the long-term study come out with um, essentially cardiovascular disease and all cause mortality. And basically the, the, the short story was like at 6,500, you got most of your health gains. So like you could live technically longer based on risk factors and all this stuff. If you're at 6,500 and it went up like eight to 11% per thousand steps after. And most people took that as, well, yeah, if you hit the threshold of 6,500, you're good and healthy. And like, I always like, that's kind of where it almost like stopped people from putting more effort. Cause like, well, mm-hmm. if I hit this, I'm good. It's like, yeah, but like, you're talking about health and like, really you don't care about health that much because you're drinking and you know, all those other stuff. So like you can lead with it, but like most people want to like lose weight and be effective. So from like a weight loss perspective, like, yeah, 6,500 is good. If you're doing 3000 steps, like hundred percent, really good. But like, if you're asking for like, what would I do? It's like, I'm not stopping there. Like that's like you said, that's not that much. It's like an hour of walking. Like that could be an hour walk in the morning or like two dog walks. Like it's, it's legitimately not that much. And people don't like to hear that. They're like, well, yeah, but it's good for your health. And all these people are pushing that. And I'm like, yeah, but they, they're just pushing that message. If you want to be effective at this long-term weight loss thing, like you, we're not even in the same realm. Like you're talking about health. I'm talking about like you losing weight because you need to for your health. Like, <laughs> Like that's the bare minimum in my opinion. And so it ends up being one of those things where it's a tough message to say, cause they're not wrong, but contextually, like they're two different conversations, even though they're kind of all wrapped up in the same thing. And I think that's where it gets lost is that these stories of 10,000 started from Japan and like step counters as a marketing ploy. And it kind of got steam. Now it's like, Oh, well, if I get 6,000, it's better this for health. And it's like, no one's asking the right questions. Like, and it's good to be healthy, hundred percent. But that's where, like, I don't know. Yeah. I, you could tell I care about steps a lot, but I actually, I don't care that much. It's just again with specific answers, it gets really difficult yeah. to like have a specific answer for that thing because it, it really does depend. It's almost like in that study, you know, sixty five hundred is the is the bare minimum. Like if you yeah. if you minimally hit this, you'll be good. It doesn't. It didn't say in that study if you get more than this, you're going to somehow be like unhealthy. It said if you get less no. than that, you might be less healthy. But more it was than that actually is better. also good. Like I, I looked at picking up eight to ten percent up to a thousand. Like and I think some of them were up to like 
I want to say like 16, 17,000, they were still getting benefits. I'm looking at that. Why wouldn't you want to get more? Like 50% more over this. Yeah, it's the it's diminishing returns 100%. But like, again, you factor that into what does your life look like at 12, 13, 14,000 steps? Again, logistically big problems. So like we can talk lifestyle and kids and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I get all that. But if you can figure out a way to get that, why wouldn't you pick up more? That's like, like there's not many things you can get that much of return, even though it's diminishing from where 3000 to 6000 is like, yeah, it's not a 50% pickup. Like we're talking about a lot for a thousand steps. That's like, that's like 10 minutes, like yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> like, like you talk about investing and all this other stuff. There's not many things where it's like that high of a return for a very little investment of time and effort. That's why I like it. And then again, that's, that's where people don't like that answer because it's like well statistically this is the best spot yeah but that's fucking stupid because you can pick up way more and you should and you can and it's not that difficult and so yeah (laughs) no no i think another issue with that too is like sometimes when you you think about you read a study and you say and you see it says 6500 steps is the you know the, the good amount to get to improve your health okay great but that doesn't exist in a silo on its own. If you get 6,500 steps or even 10,000 steps and you're, you know, smoking cigarettes and drinking beers all day and like eating yeah. pizza and burgers, like the 10,000 steps didn't, didn't do shit for you. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. it, I guess it helped a little bit, but it doesn't mean, doesn't make you automatically healthy because you got 6,500 steps. There's way more to all this. Yeah. And like, I'll even, because like, I'll push like my high flux message. That's what I was pushing before. And like, I, that's usually how I do coaching, but they'll be like, I'll be like, eat more and do more. And they're like, yeah. So like, you just tell me I can eat burgers and drink. I'm like, no, I didn't say that. I'm just like, <laughs> like, it, it's very difficult to explain, but like, like, can like people have been conditioned to think they got to eat less. So I'm like, I'm taking the norms of what common sense is like, I'll just cut whatever I'll use for women, 1200 calories and men, 1800 calories. There's this like threshold. Like that's what I'm going to lose weight on. I'm just saying we don't need to be that low and you should probably move more and exercise because it's, it's, it's a higher leverage piece more so with the walking piece because it's easy to recover from. It's easy. Logistically, it's easy to track. Yada, yada, yada. But like, I didn't say eat cheeseburgers, but like you probably should eat a cheeseburger every once in a while. Cause you're going to eat a cheeseburger. It's just like your lifestyle doesn't support you eating cheeseburgers right now if you want to lose weight. And so lo and behold, if you actually do more, you might be able to have cheeseburgers. And so, yeah, like again, walking is not going to solve everything. And I think that that's, that does get confusing because I'll push it as like the number one thing. But my Instagram is more of a reaction to the current state of the diet industry. I'm just being a dickhead about it and saying, oh, this is the best. But like, if someone asks me specifically, is it going to heal all things? Like, fuck no. Like there's, there's zero ways like walking is going to solve everything. But like I have seen people like in their 20, like people going from like high, high step counts, like 16, 17, 18,000 steps. Honestly, yeah, they can probably drink and eat burgers and lose weight. Like it's kind of wild. And so again, like the answer is it depends. Yeah. It's always, it's always, it depends. And it's like anyone who's, anyone who's reading like your posts and thinking, Oh, this guy just thinks that walking will solve like all the problems of the world that, you know, they just have an issue with critical thinking. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't get that. That's not what you're saying. I don't get that many people, but I, I do get people that have pushback on it. And I'm like, like at the end of the day, like I, I know I'm pretty self-aware of my message. It's like, I know what it sounds like. And at the same time, like they're still wrong in either context. It's like, well, yeah, you, you are painting a scenario that might be difficult to lose weight, but at the same time, you actually might be able to. So like, I do believe like you can out work a bad diet. I just don't think that the person asking me is that person generally. Like if you have to ask me the question, you're probably not that person. The person is actually doing it and they don't actually, they're the person you pissed off at because they can eat whatever they want to lose weight. But if you look at their life, a lot of times 
they're busy. They're usually like training for some sort of an endurance event or they're like really into training. And then they, they have a very busy schedule that includes usually movement, right? And so those people do exist. It's just, they're not on Instagram looking at my stuff. They're just being assholes who can eat whatever they want, which again sucks, but that's kind of the reality. A lot of times, not every time, but yeah. Yeah. I'm happy that you brought up that quote, the outworking a bad diet kind of thing, because this is a common thing that we talk about. I've certainly like mentioned it before. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, people try to do a little bit of exercise, like, oh, I'll walk a little bit more. I'll go to the gym one more time a week. I go to the gym and then I can go, go to the smoothie bar at the gym and have a, you know, a thousand calorie shake. And, but I went to the gym, so I'm good. And it's like, that's overdoing it. But I think, you know, one way to, one way to kind of play this out is like, if you're eating 500 extra calories a day, you're in a 500 calorie surplus per day, you would gain a pound a week on average ish right which is a lot like that's like yeah. 50 pounds a year like that's that's a lot of weight and most people are not gaining that much weight in a year so you're probably not eating that many more cal- you're not in that much of a surplus every day which could theoretically be offset by walking like you could easily burn an extra 200 calories by going for a bit of a longer walk every day right well that's like usually my argument like um mike dola used the hey he owner of stronger you but now he sold it but he's still he's still very involved and we always get in arguments but like we're like really good friends so like we're not really getting arguments but i'll be like yeah like i believe like if people just picked up a little bit more movement usually a little bit more than like 500 steps but like if they use as they were only going to do one thing like they're they're not changing their life except for one thing and he would be like they should lower food or stop snacking and i would say move more because my argument is people are going to eat those extra 500 calories like and that's usually what it is it's probably about 500 calories ish right like if you look at um metabolic rates and everything people are, women are like 1800 and men are at 22 23 2400 ish right and they're usually eating 500 calories over and they gain a small amount of weight every year during the holidays it's like five pounds a year i think if they got like a thousand two thousand extra steps a day like that they could still eat their fucking 500 calories and probably either not lose weight, which is under talked about, or they would lose weight to like a, a reasonable amount. But the not gaining weight piece is like, that's a win in most scenarios. Cause people put on weight over 10 years, usually in their adulthood after their life drastically changes and they're in the office. Right. That's a, that's a fucking win in, in every scenario. But most people don't talk about that because they're like, well, I didn't lose weight. I'm like, yeah, but you didn't gain weight. That's huge. And I think I think walking can offer that. Obviously, it's a little bit more than, like you said, go for a little bit of a walk. But I think it's going to be easier than not eating those 500 calories. 100%. Yeah. And like, that's what I believe. And again, I do this for a living and I see it. And I think for some people, like it is easier to pull away food because they're probably over that 500 threshold. But like the common person, like you, you tell them not the snack or whatever, whatever that 500 calories consists of, like their ice cream on the weekend, like honestly, they'll, they'll be like, screw that. Like within, within 12 weeks and under 12 weeks, they'll stop like a hundred percent. Yeah. It's I almost like, walking, a, yeah, it's almost a little bit like short-term versus long-term thinking. If you're trying mm-hmm. to like diet down, or maybe if you have like a lot of weight to lose, yeah, you, yeah. you have to manipulate your food. We're not saying yeah. that like, oh, you can just continue to eat like an asshole and, yeah. uh, you know, go for a long walk and you'll be good. But but long term, are you just gonna totally like always eat less food? Unlikely, right? I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, hundred percent. And like, like I said, obviously, there's like there's a an argument to had for like if you have like a lot of weight to lose, I think like like some drastic food restrictions, not drastic, but like food restrictions probably gonna have to come into play. Like I don't like there's people that are over that five hundred threshold, and I think like when I look at common people who come for diet advice or nutrition coaching, there's there's 
there's a smaller subsection of people that have a lot of weight to lose. A lot of people have like 10, 20 pounds to lose. And that's the person we're talking about. Like, hey, my calories are up a little bit and they've been up a little bit for the last 10, 15 years, right? I think like that's the person where the walking is going to be helpful. Contextually, people have a lot of weight to lose. Yeah, there's going to be at the have some not drastic, but food's going to be a higher, like a high, probably a higher leverage point in my opinion. I think they're both going to work out well. I think the walking would be more long-term at the tail end food interventions at the beginning are probably going to have the highest impact and probably get them the most, um, I guess, inspiration in the beginning stages, right? Cause they'll see results way faster than they would if you kept calories higher. And I, I made that mistake when uh, early in my career is that like people that were like, and I had a lot of males because I was in strength coaching, but like people that are over 250 pounds, I was like keeping their calories high and in the walk more. And like that didn't really work because again, like they didn't see the change that they could with food interventions and they really didn't need that much food anyways. And so it gets weirder, the bigger they get. I think it the, the smaller they are, the less, the closer they are to their goal weights, I guess that's where the walking can have a higher impact. So yeah, contextually that answer depends, but yeah. yeah. The, the answer the answer always depends. It always <laughs> depends. Now I'm throwing that out like an asshole, but like I, I explained both scenarios, but yeah, like generally I am going to push that piece. And and honestly, like if, if someone did, it was heavier, I would still bet on walking over the food piece um, any day of the week. It's just, I think that that would be short-sighted to not try to drop calories because they'll get way better results faster and I arguably they'll stay on it and they'll trust you. So, yeah, I also think it's a, it's a positive thing. Like it's, it's way easier to like do something for yourself, you know, yeah. unlock a, a new ability, let's say maybe that's a little bit like, you know, video game kind of extreme yeah, term, absolutely. but like there are people and people who are like my age, young and healthy and, you know, not significantly overweight, but to be like, Hey, let's go for a hike. It's going to be like an hour through this forest show. They're like an hour. Like I get this response, like an hour that's yeah. a long time. Like, what do you mean? Like, how, well, you're not 90. Like we're, we're, you know, 27, 28. Like, what do you, you can't walk for an hour. That's not, that's not okay. What's going to happen in 30 years. What's going to happen after you have kids. What's going to, you know, it's not getting better. Yeah. And like, and like you said, like one of the biggest things was like, and I've heard this a few times is like, cause about 12,000 steps is like three hours ish. No, no, it's like two hours. It's not yeah. even that much. It's like two hours. So like two hours over a whole day, you go for a half an hour walk and you pick up a bunch of steps. Like it adds up really quick, but like you said, like two hours, isn't that much. Like you have a large portion of the day. We evolved to basically walk all day. It's a lot logistically when you take eight hours out of the day for work plus travel, maybe nine. Yeah, it is a lot, but at the end of the day, like that's kind of what is needed. And so that's where like interventions during the day can be helpful and picking up meat by parking further away and doing all that other stuff is helpful or like walking treadmills. But at the end of the day, two hours shouldn't be this thing that where it's like, oh my God, this that's craziness. It's like not crazy. That's actually like probably very, very moderate below average in my opinion. <laughs> you know what I mean? For things yeah. that, especially for something that has such a high impact as that. And I guess that's what I'm trying to like normalize is like, not that it's not okay. It's just that this should not be a shock. And it is shock because we've fallen so far to inactivity a lot of times with our with our environments for making money that like people just don't have time when you factor in kids and all that stuff. But again, I think that if they put a priority on it and they could figure out a way to do that, things will change real quick. And and then they'll they they'll be like, like, oh, I was like stressing over that much and it really wasn't that bad. And I do like I have kids, like I get it, like it's busy, but like you adapt pretty quick and in, in a sort of way where you'll probably have more energy, you probably feel better a lot of times. I don't see many people who increase that um, and, and get that shocking amount of steps. Uh, 
I don't see them regretting that decision a lot of times. Like in theory, I can, I can think of maybe one person who was like, I got to dial it back. And again, that was someone in tech who was in the office 10 hours a day and had kids. Like, and again, at that point, yeah, just, we, we just eat less food and it sucked, but yeah. that was the reality. Yeah. Again, again, personal, you know, situations, mm. individual approach to everything. Right. But you bring up a good point that it doesn't have to all be done in one shot. You don't have to go yeah. for a 12,000 step walk. That's not what, you know, and that no. probably wouldn't even be good. It would probably actually be better to split that up into two or three or four or five walks over the, okay. over the course of the day, whether that be laps around the office while you're on the phone, a 30 minute walk yeah. while you're having your morning coffee, a 20 minute walk right after your lunch break, like you can split it up and it adds up like very easily, way more manageable, real fast. Like, and it's, it's not even to the point where like, I would say you probably need one good solid walk in a day for most people. But like, I've had days where like, like I, I sit at home. So like, I'm like, what we're doing now would be what I do for work for like a large portion of the day, but I can still pick up five or 6,000 steps, just like getting water, chasing the kid around, walking to my car and then parking and walking to daycare and up the stairs. Like there's a lot of th- going for groceries. Like I will go for like, so there, there's things where like, I don't even find it that difficult. Like, but my threshold, if I don't add into it is usually like four, four or 5,000 steps, like what the average is on CDC. So above and beyond that would be where another walk will come in. And so again, <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. I think that it's, it's definitely work, but so is everything. And, and I guess that's where I don't really care what people say in that regard, because it's like the options are pretty clear. You can pick your poison. And so that's where I'm usually as a coach, pretty open. And even if someone like talks to me on Instagram or whatever, it's like, you can do both. Like I actually agree that cutting food out is helpful. Like it works. And I think I've had posts about that, but it's just like, which one do you want to choose? Like you, you've been choosing the food one the last four years saying your diet works and it hasn't worked. So yeah. like, What's the harm of taking a couple hours in going for a walk? It's like you, but again, you can do whatever you want. They both work. It's like actually crazy how well food works. It's just, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have plenty, we have plenty of time. We just have to like prioritize it. Right. And you know, yes, it's hard and lots of things are hard. So is having a job and making lots of money and having a happy family and like everything's hard, but, but we do it. So the options are like, be, be, you know, this may sound rude, but whatever, be fat and unhealthy and probably unhappy yeah. or like take a little bit of time and a little bit of effort to go for a walk. Like, which one is it? Right. Well, and, and like, I have a good, like not a good example, but like I have, I have a kid and like, again, a lot of days I'm tired, but like she goes to daycare. And so a lot of kid, parents will have their kids in daycare or some sort of childcare. Right. And when you come home, if you sit on the couch all day, like your kids usually don't like pick that. Like they're not just sitting on the couch, like tired for their day. <laughs> they're just kids. Right. They, they want to go outside or do whatever. And it's like, the choices like sit on the couch and watch them play or like go be involved with what they're doing. Like, yeah, it sucks mm-hmm. to go push, like not it didn't mean suck, but like pushing your kid in a Fisher price car, isn't what you want to be doing. But like the option is you can sit on the couch or, and watch your kid do that. Or you could go do that. And you picked up a thousand steps. It's like, honestly, like no one's going to call me an asshole for saying, go play with your kid and go on the damn slide with mm-hmm. them. And like, that's kind of, it, 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 at the same time, logistically that's tiring. Like it is tiring. You have a whole day at work, but it's like, like you're not going to tell me that's the wrong choice. Like no one's going to say that. You know what? I would rather sit in the couch and not hang out with my kid. Like no one's going to say that. So like, that's kind of where, like I've said it before, but like usually walking a lot of times, if it's not 
walking and like a block but even when you walk with your kids it's, it's just memories a lot of times like if i want to like pull at the heartstrings and like like walking more is usually more memories there's not many scenarios where you're just walking for the sake of walking like you go well you, there is but there's not any time where it's like boring and, and you hate it the only time i can think about it is walking on a treadmill in a gym like that's the only time where it's like it's awful but if you're outside or you're doing a walk or whatever like no one regrets going for a walk unless it's in the gym in the treadmill and they're doing cardio and they put cardio on it yeah because then, then that just sounds like punishment to me like i don't think yeah, i've ever walked 100%. on a treadmill in a gym other than like maybe some rehab stuff at some point in my injury yeah. career but like you know other than that, like, why would I ever do that? Like the outside is perfectly good. And like, we both live in Canada. Yeah. Like it gets cold as shit in the winter <clears throat> and much colder where you live, but, but you know, put your jacket on and go outside. It's, it's okay. Like yeah, we have like, tools to, to be able to handle this. And I do get that one. Like I do like, <laughs> I really get it. Cause I live in, it was like, it, it's very cold where I live and this year is very icy. Um, and so, yeah, like you, it's, it, it's, that's difficult to get steps hundred percent agree. Like that's where things yeah. like walking treadmills are helpful when you work. Yeah, not everyone's gonna have access to that, but like honestly, go to the goddamn mall or whatever. Like it sounds stupid, but like mall walking or like go inside. Like there's places you can go usually. Yeah, it's like not as like it's not as easy. And that's where like yeah, you might not do it, but then you could choose to just eat less. But like honestly, like once you kind of get used to it, you'll figure out a way to get it done. And like my steps will drop a little bit in the winter, to be honest. But it's not to the level where like I'm not doing anything. Like again, there's there's a way to get it in. It's just, it's harder, but like, again, so it was a lot of shit. So it's one of those things where like the choice is like to not get results. And I don't know, like, I, I get it. Like I'm a human, but um, I'm not going to sympathize with that too, too much. I yeah. do sympathize with it, but I'm not going to like, there's no, it's not gonna be like a free pass. There's some people I'll give a free pass, but again, it really depends on the situation. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There's always, there's always an excuse. There's always something, but you, you still got to get stuff done. So like what, so what's it going to be? You, you know, you, yeah. you make a choice, you choose your hard and, yeah. uh, and that's it. Right. The, the, yeah, the other option is up, eat less. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You got to do something. And both of those things are hard. <laughs> yeah. the, the warm weather brings up a good thing. And I was thinking about this earlier where oftentimes, and maybe more like in a, if you go to Europe or somewhere like that, you go on vacation, you, you might eat a lot of food, but on vacation, if you don't have a car that's rented, you're walking around, you're doing tourist stuff, oh, yeah. and you might feel like, oh my God, I ate so much. You come back from vacation and you didn't really gain any weight, maybe even lost weight. And it's because yeah. you're just moving so much more despite eating more probably, right? And so this is something 100%. that you know we don't really think about it, but if we could just uh, imitate that in our regular life, that would be a great thing. And I see that observationally, especially with like Europe, like you said, like it's their, their food, their food culture is a little different too. Like their breakfast sure. is bullshit. Like it's like chocolate croissants and stuff. <laughs> like I, I tell people to go to Europe, I'm going to just have coffee and don't eat breakfast there. Cause like, I don't even think most Europeans eat their bullshit breakfast. They just yeah. like have like a social lunch and a social dinner. And like a lot of it's eating out, like they eat out twice a day and they have yeah. like maybe a small, like they eat way differently. And honestly, they don't even eat that many calories, but they, they eat a bit more, but they walk, like you said, everywhere. Like it's, it's very different, but when you're on vacation, you kind of mimic that. Like, I agree. I think most people don't come back super heavy because they're drastically increasing what they do. Part of it is because they're not at work. Part of it's because environment wise, people are walking everywhere. And I just had this conversation with my, um, with Jeb, um, my partner in crime on the nutrition side and then the podcast and my other one, because I know we talked about Andrew. Andrew's my previous partner. I, I traded him in, but in New York, like you don't see that much overweight obesity in New York. You see people smoking and probably stressed out of their mind, but like 
they're walking everywhere. And like, not to say that that's the walking, but like drastically different lifestyle than a lot of other places in America and, and, and even in Canada. Right. And so it's just, again, the factor is like, they're just moving more. I can't remember where I was going. Oh yeah. So objectively though, that's why I'd like to attack output measures as opposed to input measures. Cause again, on vacation, and this is vacation specifically, but even it applies at home is that input wise, we don't even know what they're eating half the time on, on the vacation to Europe or wherever in Mexico, but you can like walking is a universal measure. You do one step is, is more than zero, tens more than one. And usually it tracks it for you. So like increasing output a lot of times, not even talking about the gym stuff, if you can get a workout and cool, but again, you can push a measurement that works. That's accurate. That's huge. That's, that's a win in, in itself because everything else isn't that accurate. Um, and so that, that's where that can be helpful alone, not even for the sake that they're probably going to be walking more anyways, but if you're pushing yourself to walk more on top of that, like you can, you can have uh, some pretty good damage control, um, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And like you might even a, lose weight. I've seen, I've seen exactly. it a hundred percent, like where people go to Mexico to lose weight, they're probably less stressed. They probably ate a little bit, but like if you're going from 4,000 steps to 20, because your resort's <laughs> big, like, like I said, there's some, there's some magic happening, but there's a threshold where people can kind of eat like assholes and lose weight. And it's, it's usually, it's usually post 15, 16,000 steps. Yeah. It, it does require a lot of, of, activity though it's offset that's especially if you're like a you know an all-inclusive <laughs> resort you're just drinking beers and eating like not great food all day and probably way too much because it's like a you know a buffet or something like that yeah you need a lot to offset that but but it can be done it doesn't mean that maybe you should always you shouldn't be eating all that much all the time and yeah. drinking all that much but on your vacation you know you're doing your thing and and that's okay i think it's a good reference point like it's, it's a good reference point to see like how much you can I don't want to say overindulge, but how, how much of an impact exercise can mm-hmm. have. And I have like a client that really specifically in my mind, and he, he's like an awesome client. He's Will, shout out to Will. Um, but he was losing weight and it's pretty active, like eight, 9,000 steps, but he was like, screwed. I'm going to, he was going to, I think he went to Texas or something to like operate a CrossFit gym while his buddy was out of town. Anyways, long story short, he's like, I'm going to be eating out and drinking. I'm like, and he, he came up with the idea. He's like, well, what if I just like try to get like 20,000 steps a day? I'm like, honestly, you want to hear my, what I think will happen. I bet you probably lose weight and you won't have to track your calories. Cause he wasn't going to track them anyways. Cause you don't really need to anyways. Point is he came back. Like, I think he was like two pounds less. He's like, dude, I like drank like four drinks a night. Cause like it was socializing. It was like a new gym and I was taking people out and whatever. And um, and he's, I was eating out like two meals a day. He's like, came back last week. He's like, what? Like, this is magic. And it was his idea. Like, I didn't tell him to get 20,000 steps. And I was like, listen, man, like, like it's kind of crazy, but like, that's essentially what I want to push people to get. But if you think about it logistically, like 20,000 steps, that's over three hours of movement, not including him training on top of that. Right. Cause the gym, like you're talking like four, four and a half hours out of a day, you're up for what? 10, 12 hours. Like that's a 30 year day. You're literally doing shit. And you're not eating like even taking two hours of your day where you're snacking or whatever, that's, that's a massive decrease in calories alone on top of that. And so there's a lot of factors to that, but um, if you can, if you can swing it, I don't know, like hundred percent, I would, I would advocate for it. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot, but it can be done. It's just a, it's just a math equation. If you're expending way more energy than you're consuming, even if you're consuming a lot of calories, a lot of food, a lot of energy, if you can outspend that, you're good. You're going to lose weight. Well, that's that's all. The reason is. why I like that is because like, if I can get people to the point where like, I, I do think tracking is helpful, especially in the beginning, but mm-hmm. if, if there's a way that they can just exist where they don't have to like outside of the food education of protein and calories and uh, higher calorie foods and whatever in their environment, it's like, if they can just operate with like, like not much thought into what they're eating and still be pretty good, 
and have a lifestyle that supports them living in their current environment and they don't have to think and they can like maintain or lose weight. Like that's a win for me because again, I think that most people won't meticulously count things for the rest of their life. And when they start tracking, I think that they believe that they have to do that to, to hold the results in. Like that's where other stuff is helpful. Like I think that tracking is super helpful and I don't think you have to do it for the rest of your life. I think that if you do it for three or four weeks, you're trying to figure out all the information you need to know. But if you can transition out of that, I think that that's where um, the output piece is really helpful is like just being able to exist. And I think if people can get there and figure out strategies to do that, like now it's a whole different world. But again, I don't think that, that people think that. Like, I really don't. I think that they think that they have to track for the rest of their life. And if they don't, they're going to gain weight. And then they come back and they do the same thing over and over and over again. And no one thought to like include exercise to that, which is like wild to me. But, um, and the, or they do, they just like, well, I just exercise. I'm like, it's not enough. Like, we're not even talking about the same thing. Like, you need to walk quite a bit more. Yeah. It's um, like, a, it's like, okay, you did your 30 minute like hit class. Yeah. But then you, but then still your step total on the day is like 5,000. Like, not enough. And I'll still get resistance, not resistance in that, but I'll see like people coming from, other methods and stuff, they're not counting steps. And not to say you have to count steps to see results, but like, I'm like looking at like a blaring red flag here. I'm like, I haven't seen results for this long or like I gained all my weight back and I'm like, have you been counting steps? Like, no, I didn't even like think about doing that. And like, at this point, I'm still like kind of surprised that like more coaches aren't using that to their advantage because again, they're going to get better results. Yeah, they might not stay as long, but again, they're, I, I would think that they would, honestly, I, I would say that you're going to keep them longer because Again, the weight loss is going to be slower, but they're going to keep it off and you'll keep them for the same amount of time anyways. Cause if they leave and come back, that, that cycle can only last for so long before they're like, this is fucking not working. Um, and then you lose them completely. So yeah, you want to, I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm just surprised. It's not a tool that's being used. So that, again, it's part of my mission is like, Hey, can I push this? Um, I don't really care about the world, so to speak. Like it's not my mission to like push walking on coaches, but like if, if that's a byproduct of me talking about it, like why the hell aren't people doing it? And that's, that's hopefully I can kind of convince a few more people that, Hey, this is like probably, probably going to make your job easier and better. And it's not that hard. Yeah. It's, it's way it's easier walking. to coach someone to walk a little bit more than it is to go through this whole thing with a brand new client who's never paid attention to nutrition, exercise, whatever. And like teach them about counting and measuring calories. Yeah. Like that is a lot of effort. And there's a lot of like big rocks that you can move before you need to get to that point where where it's going to start where it's going to start to matter if they're not moving let's get that one let's and get some semblance gonna, of a workout and let's get yeah. some semblance of like removing all the junky kind of food stuff and like the stuff that absolutely shouldn't belong or that they're like way overblowing and and then we can start to talk about like actually counting calories and macros and all that well i think like most people are going to get them at that like i think when most people pay for nutrition like again they think they're getting this thing and like give it to them like do all that on top of it but it's just like to not lay like i've changed my onboarding to just like and maybe it's just because i'm the kid but like I'll almost front load like my perspective on them i'll be like yeah we're gonna count we're gonna do all this but like i'll send them my article on moving more and, and eating more and i'll send them a few podcasts and stuff but like i'm trying to like like indoctrinate them into it, but I'm leading with walking, but I'm also leading with the thing that they came for. It's just like the thing you came for is going to be in addition to this thing. And here's why it's actually what you want. And so I'm already trying to convince them that what you came for is this, but you also came here for walking, even though you don't believe that now you believe that. And so like, I think that a one, two punch is you just, you just hit them over the head with both. Um, and, and again, I, I think 
people get surprised because they think you're going to tell them to work out. Like that's also something I see observationally is like, well, I'm not working out right now. Or like, should I work out more for my fat loss thing? And I'm just like, do whatever you want. Like on that front, like do something you like and enjoy. But like my two biggest hammers are going to be food and walking in the beginning. And obviously I believe walking is a bigger hammer, but I don't believe people believe that until they believe it. And so then when they start to believe, then I just like, I just, it's like a land, like landslide. Like here's all the walking shit here, do that. But I try to like, get them to kind of do both almost 50 50 in the beginning hundred um, yeah. percent comes back to that that education piece that that te- mm. teaching piece right and you're also like you're giving them what they what they need but telling them what they think like what they want to hear so it's yeah. kind of it, it's a it's a very sneaky ninja way of of getting about getting them to do the thing that you want them to do and them not thinking they're doing what they yeah signed up for but at you, the same time like people don't really sign up for you're not a macros coach. Like they didn't come to you and be like, okay, Dean is the master calculator of calories and macros in the world. And like, he has the magic formula. It's like, no, there's, there's more to this. They came to you because they want to lose weight or get healthier. And so like, okay, that's one of the tools, but walking is another tool. And there's many other tools that are involved. And so that's the end result that people want. Not about knowing the perfect macro breakdown. Well, it ends up being in my favor that like most people think that there's this like threshold they need to, like there is like a calorie deficit, but most people think it's way lower than it, it, than they really, like it's not way Mm -hmm. lower, but it's, it's like a food only intervention is going to be a lot lower. And then there's usually like, I'm going to be eating 1200, 1300 calories, whatever, like whatever that ends up working in my favor. Cause they'll be like, well, my calories have never been this high before. And I'm like, well, they're not even that high. They're at 1500 calories Mm -hmm. and like, you can do this because you're going to add in this walking piece and they're like, Oh yeah, I can do that. And then like, that's, I usually already have them there because there's like a, almost like a switch, whether it's good or bad. Like a lot of them think I'm probably, like probably a lot of them think I'm an idiot. Like this fucking nutrition coach is giving me 300 calories more than all my other coaches. And in, in my head, I'm like, yeah, well, if you're at another nutrition coach, well, they, they didn't fucking work before. So like, maybe there's a reason And and I don't say that because that would be very condescending and I would lose them. But I think that they see something different. And so when it works, which it inevitably does a lot of times, not all the time, but whenever I, I got them, cause they're like, well, damn, I can eat 200 calories. Oh my God, I can eat ice cream. I can eat this. I mean, oh my God, I need to lose weight. And then it's like the, the whole game has changed. And to me, like we're talking like 200 calories and a little bit of walking, like that's not that crazy, but everything else in the diet industry is so, um, I'm not going to say backwards, but just so dependent on food restriction that I look like the savior who gave them ice cream. And I'm like, listen, I just read a little bit of research and and tried adding more calories and do walking. Like I'm the savior. And to me, that's, if, if that could be normalized is like what I'm trying to do can be the norm. Like that's, that's, that's not necessarily my goal, but that would be ideal because then people don't have these weird food problems because food problems all come with this restrictive mindset that is kind of the, has turned, seco has turned into calorie deficit, has turned into the only way to do that is to eat less. And it's like, it's actually mind blowing. And I guess like, I don't love that piece of it. And so again, I'm not even doing anything that crazy. And so that's, I'm still like my, I'm still shocked by that, to be honest. And I'm five years in, five, six years in. It's using, it still it's hasn't using, changed. Yeah. It's using a little bit of logic. Like if you think about it, it's not just food. Nothing exists in a silo. Again, like I know how, how many times we, I've said that already, but it's like, it's not just that. There's, there's a lot of things that are happening here. So if you know, you're working with a coach who's like, okay, I got you on 1200 calories, whatever it is. And you go and it didn't work. You go to another coach. Are you expecting them to be like, oh, well now we're going to do 1100 because it was that, like, that was the missing piece. It's like, well, if you were actually doing the 1200 calories thing, you would have had success. 
Yeah. Most of the time. So obviously you weren't doing that. It didn't work. Like we got to try a different approach. Like just, just continuing to do less. Cause if you're going to do that, then you might as well just stop eating and that's dumb. So, and well, not you, realistic. So you, mentioned a good you got to try something else. Well, you mentioned a good point too. It's like, do I believe that they're eating 1200 calories? Like, honestly, like for most people now, and I think part of that's because it's too low to do. And then things creep up, whether it's vacations or eating out or tracking errors and all that stuff. So I do like, I believe that, but even if like they were doing it a hundred percent, like, and those, these seen results, like that person just doesn't stick on it. So it's one of those weird things where like an extra 200 calories is just kind of both of us agreeing to do what you were doing to anyways. Um, and then just walking more. So it ends up being almost like the 1200 calorie plan and the 1500 calorie plan. They were both actually at the same calories. If you actually put it, what they put in their body, the only difference is they move more. And like, that doesn't always happen, but I always assume that because I don't think people are actually 1200 calories. Cause if they were, like you said, they, they would have lost weight. Like it's like, there's very small females and males that can like not lose weight on that. Like, and I have seen that, but we're not talking about a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One thing that bu- bugs me all the time that I see so often is people who try and say stuff like, you know, this is my body when I was eating, you know, this low amount of calories and like working out seven days a week and all this stuff. And then I started only working out three days a week and I increased my calories by a thousand. And now like I lost all this weight and it's like, okay, moving less and eating more is not how you lose weight. That's just impossible. And if you truly believe that, like you didn't understand what actually happened to your body, you weren't doing what you think you were doing when you said you were eating 1200 calories. It's just impossible because you can't like defy the laws of physics. This is just the way it is. If you were doing that, you would have had success. You just, you were probably doing the same thing, but you were able to actually stick to it. And you made the exercise portion realistic that you could actually do doing seven hit classes a week for someone who's like not a pro athlete, probably just not like a real thing for a lot of people to do. Well, that's where like, like, again, like I'm almost in the middle and I'm pushing the middle and then it ends up pushing them out of the extremes and to what's going to not necessarily work, but what they're going to actually do, but they're bought into what they're actually doing. And then, then we can talk about reducing calories or reducing exercise or increased steps, but it's just like, you take them out of those extremes, which they think they're doing and they're not doing. And they're actually doing what I'm telling them to do, but then it's, it's, it ends up, I hate playing the game because it's just, again, it's not rooted in the reality and they don't learn from that. Cause again, they have this expectation that they were doing this and you're like, you weren't actually doing that. Yeah. Or like I was eating this and you weren't actually eating this or they were doing both. And it's like, like if you could honestly put them in a lab and see like that would be ideal. But again, like that's not going to happen. So we just have to assume, and I don't believe that everyone isn't doing the things they say. I think there are some crazy people who actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that situation, like they probably do actually need to eat more a lot of times, but again, they weren't eating what they said they were a lot of times. So it's, it's, it's just this weird, like, I understand why people have confusion because most nutrition coaches have confusion, but I think that if we can do a little bit, if we do things a little bit more moderately and that's where the walking piece comes in and that's where agreeing on a little bit more food is helpful. I think we'll get a lot more results because they'll actually do the thing that we're both talking about doing as opposed to one person saying to do this and you not doing that. And then we not knowing what's it's, it's working or not working. I hate that piece of it because again, that's not like, Again, in some situations that works like, Hey, I'm going to tell you to 1200 and you're eating 1400, but that's less than 1800 and they're losing weight. But that person like generally doesn't do like, they're the person that's coming back because we didn't actually do anything we say we're doing to do and it worked and it didn't work long-term. And it's like, 
I think that that, that whole cycle is just stupid. Yeah. Um, it, it can be helpful. And like, there is some like joy and in, involved in that, but it's, it's so transient. It doesn't last that. Like, I just don't like playing that. Yeah, for sure. W- one thing that you mentioned like a, a little while back that I want to just come back to was this yeah. concept of, uh, weight maintenance and maintaining our weight over time and how that's actually such a an impressive feat because most people yeah. gain weight over time and i'm sure that you've noticed this as well and anyone listening i'm, I'm sure you've noticed this or maybe experienced this yourself over the last couple of years with covid a lot of people gained more weight than usual in over those two years than like any other two years kind of thing and then this kind of just bumps us all up you know over 10 15 pounds whatever the average is not all of us those of us who gained weight and, and so, you know, you see people now as you go back out into the world and it's like, wow, okay, that person, they put on a few, but if you, if you spread that out over 10 years, you know, you might not have noticed it, but now it's like, it's a, it's apparent. And so now we have to work even harder on like maintaining our weight and how impressive that is. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't really know where I was going with that. I just kind of wanted to bring, no, bring, but bring it, this up. COVID is a weird kind of social experiment for everyone. Even if you're looking at inflation rates and all all yeah. this stuff happening right now is like, there's a lot of things adding up that COVID really fucked up. And it's like, it almost like pushed, it like sped up the inevitable, but then screwed up everything. So some people actually lost lots of weight because they were like, mm-hmm. it pulled them out of their current environment, which was bullshit. And other people like took them out of what they were successful at. And then they gained a lot of weight. So I, I see people on both ends of the spectrum, but again, <laughs> weight maintenance, this is where it's like strategies that are that fragile to like, to even COVID, like, like that's crazy to me. And like, that's not something that's affected because what happens if something like COVID happens or whatever, you lose your job or you move. Like, I just look at those as like just drastic changes of environment. It's like, to me, if the strategy should hold up to, to that, right? And the people that were successful wanted to do more and they just needed more time. Those are the people that are really successful. Like, oh yeah, I'm regimented now. But to me, that's not gonna, those people have failed when COVID ended or whatever ended, um, they have to go back to work. And on the other end, people who gain weight were like, oh my God, I had a good thing going. And then I couldn't go to the gym or I couldn't do this. And again, you want me to push walking or weight maintenance, but like simple strategies like walking or pre-COVID proof gym, not so COVID proof, calisthenics, COVID proof. You know what I mean? At-home workouts, super stuff that you can do without going to a gym and doing machine or or workout classes. Again, they're reliant on other people. And this is where like strategies like walking probably supersede or uh, are more dominant form of output than the gym because they're not as fragile to that stuff. And then the same thing with food stuff is like, again, when you talk about after COVID, people are eating out and doing all this stuff. It's like simple strategies, like knowing what's in food not snacking, eating higher protein, um, trying to reduce calories in other places, but walking kind of does both that. That's, that's where, again, those sort of things are not necessarily bulletproof on all sorts of scenarios, but things that you would do on vacation, again, don't eat as much, skip breakfast, eat higher protein, go for a walk, all this stuff. Most people weren't doing that because you saw drastic results on either side. And it's like, to me, that means that the messaging isn't getting through, right? Because no one knows what, why they were successful or unsuccessful at that but no one was actually doing the foundational basics. And again, that's going to be more impressive in the long term and be hold up way more. And so on both ends of the spectrum, people who got better and people who got worse, both of them got better or got worse when they left it. And then they're now in the same fucking spot. And that's why we're seeing all these economy wise, everything's kind of now kind of catching up, but everyone just kind of caught up and got back to where they're doing, which means that no one actually learned anything. 
And so yeah. that to me is a fitness nutrition messaging problem and a coaching problem. And so I don't know where I was going with that, but it's a more impressive to do the basics and be really good at the <laughs> basics because not picking up weight or not gaining weight or not, it's like, that's more impressive to me because they're able to hold whatever results that they, they wanted, which again, didn't happen on both ends of the spectrum, which is crazy to me. Exactly. I think, I think a good way to kind of sum that up, a lot of it comes back to awareness. If you're not aware of one, how your weight is changing, because some people are just, are not, they, you know, they haven't been to the doctor in a few years. They go to the doctor three, four years since yeah. the last appointment. And the doctor's like, Oh, you've gained, you know, 27 pounds. Like, Oh wow. I didn't even, didn't even notice or whatever. Like you got to be aware of how much, how your body's changing, how much you're eating, how much you're moving, how we know things are impacting your life, how things make you feel, how things, what things make you feel good, what things make you feel bad. Do I, does my ankle hurt? Does this, you know, whatever it is, you got to be aware of what's going on. And only then can you start to like make adjustments. If, you know, if things change during COVID and then they change and you're right back where you were, but you made all these promises in your head to say like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, this person, I'm going to be the get up at 5am, go to the gym guy and you're not, well, why is that not happening? And we got to look at, we got to look at what is going on there, but it only starts, or it can only start with being a little bit aware of what you're doing and what you're actually doing versus what you think you're doing. Well, that's where like the people who did that, like I, I made fun of people who did a lot and then gained it all back and people who were doing a lot and gained everything during COVID. But there was a lot of people who used that time well, right? Like mm -hmm. they picked up habits and then knew or had the foresight to understand this was this was a silo. Like this was like a social experiment on a massive level that wasn't going to last. And then they kept things in in the mix, like myself included. Like I, I lost, like I, I was trying to gain weight, but I, I I changed a lot of things during COVID. It gave me the time to like test them out, but also have the foresight to see like, this is what the world's gonna be like. I need to have stuff that's gonna work during that, right? And a lot of this stuff, this walking trend and a lot of high flux stuff, was on the beginning of COVID. Like I did all my research and did all my projects, started switching over everything. Literally as COVID was happening, when I was presenting all my projects, I was in Costa Rica, <laughs> COVID blew up and like we couldn't leave. And then they allowed us to leave. But again, it was kind of good timing on my part, but like the awareness piece is huge. Awareness of the situation you're in and the opportunity that they had during COVID, which again, I probably don't, probably won't happen again in our lifetime. Um, maybe like that's not, I shouldn't say never, but like that's, it was pretty fucking wild, but having the understanding of like using that time wisely, I think that there's a lesson to be learned there. Like you said, with the self-awareness pieces, like you don't need COVID to do that. Like, and I think that anyone who figured that out was that COVID just kind of snapped them out of it. And then they just kind of picked up habits that they could do for the rest of their life. But that's where I would say the self-awareness to have stuff that isn't fragile to so many things is like super helpful. And what is that? Like I said, the foundations of calorie deficits and output and things you're going to actually do. If people figured that out, like they crushed it, like completely crushed it. And I had a lot of people that I was coaching that absolutely fucking crushed during COVID. It was the best thing that ever happened. And it continued to be the best thing. And like, I think that that's where I'm pretty happy <laughs> with the situation is that COVID gave people the opportunity to ditch some of their bullshit, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. It was a way to, to detach from what, mm -hmm. from like the, you know, the rat race, so to speak, where you were able to take a second just to sit back and take a deep breath and evaluate things. And some people did an amazing job of that, like, like you mentioned, and some people, you know, just zombied out to Netflix and drinking. And if you look at those people, you can figure out the difference between those two people if you look at them now. And, and that's not to be like rude, but 
it's just the truth of the matter. And I think it would have happened anyways. And that's where I'm like saying, like, I think yeah. that if anything, COVID for the people that did, like, not necessarily make bad choices, but like things expedited, like that was probably going to happen in six years. It just happened in two. Right. And so if anything, it kind of put them on a faster pace to be like, oh, damn. Like, because like you said, people come out of COVID, like, holy shit. And like, you think that they don't see that? Like yeah. they do. And that holy shit moment, a lot of times pushed a lot of people to kind of pick up some of the stuff because there was a lot of that. They seen a lot of success stories too. And so I think like it actually probably brought more people to, I guess, fitness and stuff. Cause once you take a lot of that stuff away, like people figured it out a little bit better. And I think that's kind of cool. Interesting. That's actually a very interesting I think. take on it. Cause I, cause I kind of, cause I kind of thought of it the, the opposite way and not that either is right or yeah. wrong where I've been, I've been genuinely worried for just like humanity, I guess that's a little bit, you know, too big, but whatever, but it's like, okay, you know, we have all these people who are constantly gaining weight yeah. always before COVID COVID mm-hmm. comes, it fast tracks this. It makes what happened, what was going to happen in 10 years happened in two years. Yeah. Okay. So now, but the, the regular trend, people will go back to the regular life and continue to trend downwards and downwards in health, not downwards in weight. And, and so what does that do to the impact of like, you know, diabetes, lifestyle related disease and all this stuff, 10, 15 years from now, that is going to be kind of caused or onset by the previous two years, but we won't be able to to peg that. So um, I, I think I, like, like, I think mine was more of an optimism part. Yes, I think it's exactly. because I live in the silo of nutrition, but I think that it brought a lot more people. I think it, like, it, I think it just expedited things. Like I think a lot more people were coming into fitness and online fitness and online training and coaching and, and all this shit. Cause it was going to blow up anyways. It just mm-hmm. happened two years faster. I think that we're just seeing what probably would have been in the inevitable, which again, I don't know if it's a, that big of a dent. So like, again, I'm seeing a lot of it. I think you're probably right. I think it, it probably actually got worse. But at the same time, the, the the progression of fitness, money going into fitness and money going into online fitness was going to have a trajectory up anyways, like tech companies are buying and all this stuff. So again, I don't really know. I think it's probably actually a net negative if I'm really being honest, but I think that there's a lot of people who are going to find this because of it. And it might've, it might've helped because the infrastructure had to evolve. Like, right. like even these podcasts, like how many podcasts popped up? Like, I think this there's one. just more information. I don't know if it'll be successful. I guess time will tell. Um, but I, I do think uh, I'm on both ends. I actually believe both. I think that it, it might be for the better for the people that were going to do it. It just happened faster. And I think that the other people who continue and will continue to do it probably would inevitably be that hopefully we, we convince a few more of them to kind of come over to the dark side. Yeah. Or, side or maybe it was just a, you know, a, a further division of the extremes. The people who are going to get yeah. in shape decided so sooner. And the people yeah. who are always going to be in bad shape, just expedited that process. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But my, my, my other thought as well, I hope that your thought, do you know about the optimism about it's bringing more people, I'm making them more awareness? Like, I hope that you're right. I hope that I'm wrong, but uh, I, no, to, to be determined. it's kind of like, I've been listening to a lot of economy stuff lately, but it's like inflation was just a, um, it's like a legging marker. I think like, I think it's probably a legging marker. I think I'm probably wrong. Um, <laughs> I will probably make more money. Because again, I think that tech, the people who are in it are probably going to do well. Um, and so I will believe it got better, but that's just because I'm in the subsection of, of the influx of it. I think as a whole, it probably got worse. Because everything, all the estimations in the economy have been outperformed negatively. <laughs> it's right. like all the bad stuff was actually way worse than people thought. So I, you're probably more right. It's, it's, it, it's it, always it hard makes, to tell though. You see like- in, it mimics in our the own, macro, we're probably, it's probably way worse. Like in our, in our own life, like, yeah, online online fitness stuff has increased business wise, and so there's more people coming in. But we also we like we just don't see the people who are 
not getting involved in it because they don't yeah. come to us, they don't follow us, they don't interact, they don't hire us, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, out of sight, out of mind, maybe. Who knows? I I, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> the, the the numbers of, of obesity and diabetes, and we'll use America because we're both Canadian, but the CDC numbers will probably show that you're probably right. I think it'll get, I think it's going to get worse. Like, like I do think that, I think that again, I don't, I'm a pessimist in the sense, so I'm an optimist, but I'm a pessimist in, in the sense that I don't think this online nutrition and stuff is in online and fitness is going to have the overall impact. Cause if it did, it would have already happened. Like, I don't like things have gotten worse. And that's where, like, again, I think it's because of the, the messaging of it. It's like, so black and white with fitness or extremes and, and diets and restrictions. I think we're going about it the wrong way. I just don't, I don't see that changing. And I don't see, like, even believe that my messaging is going to change everything. Hopefully people get on board and what my message is becomes a norm. But like, if I don't think it will happen. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem with social media stuff is like, it's, it's, uh, there's not enough space for nuance. And that's why I love yeah. podcasting so much. Cause we can just like actually dig into those things and be like, okay, yes, walk more, but also like, don't just forget about everything else in your life. You know, you can <laughs> just can, impact can the people that, that hopefully like care about that stuff and, and touch them or whatever. And hopefully it makes it impact. But like on a population level, like I really do think that we're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately I, I, we'll, we'll end on this i remember it was last i want to say like february or march so yeah like about a year of covid data ish from the cdc yeah. so american data and i don't remember the exact number but it was something like the average uh american person gained yeah. 30 pounds of unwanted yeah. weight gain in, yeah. in the previous year and like 30 pounds by accident is yeah. a lot. that's a lot of weight in a year so it's a lot yeah I, I haven't seen the updated from like the following year. I I don't know if it came out or whatever. I hope it's good, but but I'm yeah not optimistic. I know well, again, lady marker. Like I've been in a year or two, we'll figure out the actual damage it caused, and I'll just choose to ignore it. Probably. Yeah, exactly. More <laughs> more positive stuff. More walking outside and, and more feeling. Yeah, good. exactly. <laughs> Maybe they all saw my Instagram and it changed the world. Exactly. So everybody should follow Dean on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> where can where can people find you, man? Thank you so much. This has been awesome. Where um, can people, let let people know like all the stuff you got going on. I'll put everything in the show notes as well. Pretty simple. Like so, my Instagram. I actually like embarrassed, but so Liver King came out. And I was like, I love this guy because like he's a total moron, but like people <laughs> like him. He got a million followers. Like that dude is doing it right. So I was just copied him and I did Walk More King. I think it's like Walk King. I think. I think um, that's right. I didn't know that I, I that had, was the inspiration for the handle, but that's amazing. I love. Yeah, it. there was it was it was. I actually was. I wanted to be the Amish King, but my wife is in um, DNI work, and she was like, "That's cultural appropriation." And so she like, got mad, and she was like, "You should change that." And I was like, "But the Amish don't use technology. They'll never know it's being appropriated because they're not actually like literally on the internet. Like I, I can't even offend them because they can't be offended because they can't. If they did that, they wouldn't be Amish." Um, she didn't like that answer, so I changed it. Um, and Walkmore is probably more on brand with the message, even though Amish is more on brand, but it's too confusing because people are like, what the hell does that mean? So mm-hmm. walk.more.king and then compound performance. So um, I, I, I help do the nutrition stuff with compound performance, but I guess listening, the easiest way is to go look at their podcast on compound performance radio. We're kind of doing our nutrition segment and that's like a good segue into the rest of the stuff we do um, on nutrition. So yeah, we, we hope to get that out weekly, but we're kind of mixing with their strength stuff. So probably bi-weekly we'll have podcast out with that and then my Instagram. Awesome. I'll put all those things in the show notes. Go check it Perfect. out. Dean, is there anything else that you want to leave the people with here in closing? Uh, walk more right. walk more how much more and don't add if you have to ask you you need to just do more <laughs> <laughs> love it man thank you so much i appreciate your time this has been a great uh, great conversation 
Follow Dean on Instagram, walk.more.king. I will put that in the show notes and the Compound Performance Podcast. Give me a follow on Instagram as well, at Daniel Yoris. Writing, review on the podcast, share with a friend, all that stuff. Go for a walk and then go for a walk again. Eat some good food, be a good person, and we'll chat soon.